welcome back to another episode of the Art First Commerce Podcast, proudly presented by Masters in Motion. This week is with cinematographer Igor Martinovich, and Igor has uh, an unbelievably long and awesome career that has that features um, Sundance films and Oscar Oscar winning documentaries and uh, incredible television. Uh, it was an it was an awesome hour chatting with him, and I think. Um, one of the things that I just took away the most was just his love for the craft, his passion for the craft, and honestly, just the arts in general. And I think that a love for the arts in general, or, you know, even like past that, like life uh, experiences, being interested in the world around you, being open, um, and present and taking it all in just because of, by the time we got to the end of the hour, he just made it so apparent how truly all of those things end up affecting your work. And that's not, that's not a new notion by any means, and that. But you know, I feel like we've probably discussed that before. But there was just something about um, how he spoke about that fact uh, over and over again in, in, in talking about all of these different projects that he's been a part of, where you really start to, I think, believe it uh, and, and like notice it and see how those things actually impact a lot of the work that he did. And I think that it really comes to a point at the end when we were talking about um, the HBO show, The Night Of, that came out a few years ago that he was a DP on um, for episodes two through five. Uh, you know, I think that the work in there and how it re- and how he described um, how he was talking about the visuals that he wanted to achieve and how he was relaying that to the director and what he was pulling from in terms of references, that all of it comes down to this more holistic approach on on life and on the art and on the craft and um i think that the conversation reflects that um it was it was a more holistic conversation than than usual and i enjoyed it for that reason and it and it was great and i mean you know he um shot uh man on wire which notably won um the oscar for best documentary he did um uh, episodes on house of cards and we spoke about his relationship uh working relationship with fincher And like I said, we are presented by Masters in Motion, which is a three-day filmmaking conference in Austin, Texas. It happens every year in uh, December. And this year, the the tickets are on sale already at shooteditlearn.com. And some of the speakers are, for example, Joy McMillan, who was the editor of Moonlight, If Beale Street Could Talk, Uh, cinematographer Adam Newport-Barrow, who shot The Last Black Man in San Francisco and uh, some episodes of Euphoria, Paul Porgozelski, who is a cinematographer for Hereditary and Midsommar, uh, Philip Humans, who won Tribeca and was the youngest person to win Tribeca. His movie Burning Cane is now on Netflix and it was purchased by Ava DuVernay for uh, distribution and uh, a lot more. Um, so if you go on to shootoutatlearn.com, you can learn all about who is uh, on the roster for this year. And it's a great three-day filmmaking conference. Um, some of the some of the things that are notable is that it's not just a place for um, the presentations, but there's a whole social aspect. Um, great people go every year. A lot of hanging out afterwards, including with some of the presenters. If they have the if they have the ability to stay in town, they do. They come out. You can buy them a beer. Um, so it's very very chill and a lot of fun. And so that is Masters in Motion. And uh, this week is with cinematographer Igor Martinovich. In my research for, for sitting down with you, I was just looking back over your filmography, and I found it so interesting that for a very, uh, a really like long stretch of time in the beginning, if we could go back, that there was a lot of short docs and short films for almost, um, you know, a 15-year period. And I was just curious about what that was like in terms of the start of your career and how things, um, the, kind of the path that you were on in that beginning, and if there were any, you know, if you can define any major encounters or relationships or projects that really kind of were pivotal in that period that brought you to, um, you know, bigger projects that had um, more, um, I don't know, notoriety in the public, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, many things that happen that kind of forms your career or sure. moves you in a certain direction, you know. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, uh, um, I tr- when, I first, I, when I first came to the States, you know, I didn't have uh, money to go to film school. So uh, my way of understanding, uh, of trying to figure out the way uh, to uh, to work in this industry was to try to work on short films. And I realized that Columbia University didn't have a cinematography department, so I just started to shoot films uh, in the film school without paying for, you know, going to the film school. Oh, wow. And then, 
and then through through that I met uh, many people and one of the films that I did or one of the f first feature films it was like actually the third feature film that I made was with a student from Columbia University that film won Sundance and that kind of opened certain doors um, and then uh, you yeah know, that was, that was a long period though wasn't it sorry was that that which which film are you referring to that that one that's it's called Padre Nuestro. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, or Sangre de Mi Sangre. It had two titles, so that oh, was yeah. confusing. And and uh, and that was like a, a, a first thing that helped uh, uh, helped me to you know get to uh, to certain to to different meetings and to like meeting the people and so on. But I think you know equally uh, of equal importance. I think is is mm -hmm. uh, education. It's like you know what movies do you see? What what do you follow? Uh, what is the you know what is it that excites you you know like uh, and I think these days it's it's a beautiful uh, landscape you know like we uh, you have so many like uh, video essays that people do that are fascinating like the film schools are almost like you know secondary the film schools are there to to like teach you how to you know what is the history of film you know like what where where uh, this moment we live in belongs to in a wider uh, spectrum of of how the film developed yeah or you can't even talk about film any longer because it's everything now it's films it's tv shows it's uh, uh documentaries it's all i you know for me th there is no difference i take anything that excites me rather than uh you know what uh medium sure is. because sure. It's, you know you can work on documentaries that are absolutely fascinating or you can work on features that are fascinating on tv shows it really doesn't matter at the end yeah, I mean, because it's interesting you bring up Sangre de Mi Sangre because I was planning on speaking about that, but it seems like, because that came out in a year, that was around 2007, right? So that was like, you know, you had put in 15, 20 years of work at that for, to, to get to that point. And I was like, I was curious, how do you, over the course of the time from starting all the way till, you know, a decent amount of time down the road that you um, have a project that gets into Sundance and things start to change, um, throughout that time, what was, I don't know, what was the motivation that, that you were trying to, what kind, of, what kind of projects were you trying to continue to do in that period that kept pushing you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this desire to, to because I, I love movies, I love watching movies. I mean, for me, that's, that's always, that always been like a, um, one of the most enjoyable things. And, and you know, you I, every year I watch what's happening at the Cannes Film Festival, what's happening in the, at the Venice Film Festival. I watch those movies. I make lists. I find those movies that are like you know art films. And then when you when you see those things, you're excited and like you you want to be part of that excitement, you yeah. know, because it's it's something that you know you I feel like you know cinematographers we always uh, we have. There is there is a really big power in in, in images and and how the, these images are. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 what is the right word? Like how these images are, are, are built or, or uh, presented to the audience, and uh, and uh, so that's that's what's the motivating factor. Yeah. You know, like it's uh, it's like seeing the work of others and being like, oh my god, this is amazing. This changes your, you know, like you see a good movie or see see a good TV show, it stays with you. You dream yeah. about it. You. You think about it. You talk about it with your friends. You know, it just becomes such a beautiful little jam that 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 uh, you carry with you. Yeah, I guess something that I'm trying to get at too is, you know, I think on here a lot of times I found, especially with some of the more um, accomplished cinematographers that that I've spoken to, is that there was a period that was really challenging, or things might not have been working out, or there was a level of frustration that they couldn't get to be doing the types of projects that they really wanted to be doing and I guess when I was just I have that in the back of my mind and when I was reflecting on your career it, it, it just seems like there's a certain level of maybe I don't know tenacity that it, like after a 20 year period then making I guess having a film that creates some sort of break and I was just curious to hear your thoughts on on that on that period did it feel that way to you was there a lot of um, totally. I mean, definitely. I mean, there are moments. There are moments when you think, okay, this is it. I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna just find a job and just do it, you know, and and just give up. But then, like, why give up? You know, like it's, mm. it's one life we have. You know, like it's something that 
you know, we all have something to say about this existence, about this life, you know. And it's like you, you decide what you want to do. You decide, are you going to do it through images, through, through building a house, through like, uh, you know, doing whatever, whatever kind of uh, excites you. But that's what it is, you know, like you, you start living that, that, that dream. And uh, even though like, you know, it's challenging. And, and there were moments, I mean, really long, long stretches of time when, you know, there is no money, there is no, uh, there is no way to, um, you know, to even have a decent existence. But at the same time, you know, you were experiencing it's not that? about that. You, know? you were experiencing that during? Oh, totally. During, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, even even after I did this film, uh, uh, Padre Nuestro, and then uh, and a few other films that had like Man of Wire, that had certain success, you know, I would come to the point where it's like, you know, I can't, I can't accept certain films. I need to kind of be choosy and and mm. and uh, wait until the right thing comes. I mean, before, right before I did uh, um, uh, House of Cards, yeah, I had a stretch of two years. Yeah, for two years I didn't work. Wow, you know, it was it was like that. I, I but I didn't want to take projects I don't believe in. I didn't want to work on things that because you you invest and even now. So I'm, you were active. You were actively turning of, actively turning down opportunities because they didn't feel like the right opportunities, and you were sticking to your yes. to your gumption on that. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes, I think it's important, you know, because you, you know you have to do things you believe in. Mm. I think that's that's something that 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 kind of was driving me throughout my career, and you know, like, and even now, you know, even now, it's like you know, um, it's I'm, I'm waiting, I'm I'm looking for for the right project. I, I know that I need to do a movie that I would be really happy with because I haven't done it yet. You know, there's not like a fiction film that uh, 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 feature uh, narrative that uh, that. That I've done, that I'm fully satisfied with, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I'm I'm looking, I'm searching for it, you know. Like mm. it's a, uh, and sometimes if you know this happens, so it doesn't happen. But at the end, you know, like you have to kind of follow your guts. You have to follow your feeling. Like you are, you know, because there are certain movies or TV series or documentaries mm. that you like. You like you you uh, you like the way the, uh, it's done. You like the visuals, whatever you know. And it's it's something that uh, uh, that you kind of have to follow because if 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 you don't, you know, you, it's never going to happen. Because it, I think it's important to turn down jobs. Yes, mm. obviously not at the beginning. At the beginning, it's all about like trying to get as much as you can. But that's just my theory. Anyone has. Other people might have other sure, theories. Sure, sure. Other people are just working constantly. Yeah. But I also can't work constantly because it's something that, you know, it's important for me to gather experiences in life because everything informs you. Hmm. Like in, uh, uh, when you shoot, uh, all the experiences in life, you know, like your uh, friendships, relationships, your uh, uh, what are you reading, what, you know, this is all um, what you're listening, what you're watching, this is all informing the decisions you make, because yeah. those decisions are also not always rational. Those decisions are also very sub subconscious sometimes. Sure. It just feels right, and you go with that. And yeah. that is informed through everything, through your dreams, to you know uh, your intellectual uh, uh, capacity of like un understanding what the world is about. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it was interesting reflecting on the work that you've done because after that period. Then you have in a two-year span, Sangre de Mi Sangre, Pretty Bird, and Man on Wire, um, all happen in at least in terms of when they were released in like a two-year period. Um, yes. And then you have three projects in Sundance in two years. Uh, that's that's kind of an that's incredible. What what was that? Um, I'm I'm curious. Not only what was that like in enjoying the um, the celebration of the of the work, but also like. Were in, in leading up to those films, was there anything, were you noticing that maybe you were, um, for some reason, getting better at um, picking the right jobs as, as they felt right to you? Or um, there was an opportunity to work with collaborators that you really had a sense of their ability? Um, what, what, was there a feeling in terms of just the building as it was leading towards the decision making of those three films? Um, because that is quite a, uh, a two-year period after after. 20 years of, of working, but having this explosive moment. It's just so curious to me. Yeah. 
It's, it's, I mean, obviously, it's it's it's, uh, it's exciting and it's uh, it's great to 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 sit in the uh, in the audience and watch sure. watch them react to things you 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 did. That's yeah. the, that's the most that's ultimate experience. Yeah, is sitting in the in that audience and and feeling and looking around and 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 seeing how they react to certain decisions you make. I think you you can learn a lot about that uh, from that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, uh, what what it was? I mean, it, they were they were all um, interesting projects, and and uh, it was uh, um, interesting filmmakers uh, that wanted to explore things, that wanted to like see uh, uh, do things differently than than usual, and and trying to figure out how do you do it with limited means, and it's it was just. Um, I don't know. Like as I said, all these experiences that you gather through mm. life kind of led to that, those moments. And then when those opportunities showed up, then you just jump on it and you like don't, you don't, you know, you dream it, you sleep, you know, like you you live it. Could you sense a shift as you were on these working on these projects? Did you feel like you were, I don't know, working on on things that felt like they were either more closer to what you? You're, like what you think you're capable of or was there anything like that in the moment or, or did they just feel like the next project's up and, and they happened to find success where the ones former didn't but you, you weren't really, you didn't have a pulse on it? Yeah, but I think that they were all uh, really exciting stories, first of all. Yeah. So, you know, when you have a story that is like, uh, uh, that, that has an uh, like interesting arc, that has a, a, a really uh, uh, subtext that is rich in, in, in many ways, then you're like, Oh, okay, so how can this be done? How can this be presented, you know, in a different way? And how can we, you know, like then you start watching movies, you look at the references, you steal from other movies, you, you, um, I, I shot list everything. Everything I done, I, I've done, I shot list. Uh, every, like 90% of the, of the, of the frames that, that I, films I've done, uh, conceived in advance. Mm -hmm. They were all written on paper and they, uh, and they were in my head. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's really important because that that preparation is something that is that that gives you uh, uh, makes you excited because you, you you know like you sit down and you start analyzing with the directors. I think that's very important. Mm. You know, uh, analyzing the films, analyzing the stories, the the scripts, figuring out whose perspective we are following. Um, you know what? What is the general style? What is the concept behind that, this film? You know what are the other films that have done it successfully? How? What? What format are you gonna use? How are you gonna? Uh, what kind of lighting is that? Why is that kind of uh, lighting? You know why do we wanna go with high contrast? Why do we wanna go uh, with uh, 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 you know subjective perspective? You know. Yeah. So those those elements are something that I was dealing with before. You know, in short films and so on. But then, then when when the opportunities arise to to create something that you you see there is like a huge potential behind, then it makes you like even more excited. And then um, it's uh, um, it's that. I mean, it's like you know, uh, remembering the movie you saw when you're in high school. You know, that had like a scene that was like really fascinating. And then like, oh, okay, what if we do something like this, but a little bit different because it's it's dealing with the same. Uh, emotion or is dealing with the same psychological uh, uh, moment of the character, or, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I like stealing a lot. Yeah. Well, it sounds <laughs> like you like to be hyper, hyper analytical, hyper prepared um, and have a have a complete game plan. And I, I guess I'm curious just speaking about that generally, because I, I tend to be like that as well. And something that I feel like I'm trying to understand the proper balance of is that it's one thing to be as prepared as possible, but you still need to be present in the moment and like allow for you, you just can't have your rigidity get in the way of capturing what's right in front of you sometimes. And is there anything, Probably. is there anything that you, I don't know, can say about, about that in particular? Was that a, a learning process for you over time to like, cause I think maybe in the beginning people try to be so prepared as a, as a means to do well cause they're nervous and then it can get, it can put blinders on from like the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I never, um, I never do storyboards. Really? Okay. So you shot lists, so like, I but but no yeah, storyboards. Shot lists, but I don't have a storyboard, so I'm not set with a certain frame. Right. You know, it's in my mind. I know it's, uh, for example, I don't know. I know it's like 
for this moment it's good the character is like cornered there is no exit you know let's make him let's put him in the corner of the frame yeah and and i mar- mark that you know as a and so it's like in the corner of the frame i know the shot now it's like if if the actor decides to be by the window instead of the, the chair it doesn't matter he's in the corner we'll find a corner sure. where you know he's he's going to be in so and that way you know but also you know i come from documentaries i've done documentaries i've shot documentaries during the war mm-hmm. you know so i i have this ability to to react in a, in a quickly in a, in a given situation because it's something that i grew up with, you know, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. when the first time I put camera on, it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in a documentary setting, so it's something that comes naturally, uh, so I'm uh, I'm totally open, and like, you know, the things with actors, you know, like, you have to give them as much freedom as possible, you have to respect, uh, you know, the, uh, what they do, because it's incredibly uh, hard and, and, uh, and challenging for them, so you have to give them uh, space, but also, you know, you you can always suggest, you can always, and good actors are always open, and they're always like, okay, but how about this? You, you know, like, so you, you work it out with them and with the director while you're rehearsing. And when, you, when, when they rehearse, you never tell them anything. You never say, oh, you go from here, you go there. No. They do something, you look at it, you see, ah, okay, they, they've done it, and then, then it becomes even better idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you, you know what your original concept is, but then, you know, they decide to walk instead of sitting and then like or yeah. pace or and then suddenly you have something else there. So you you work with what's what's in front of you, but uh, you know that the scene has to have certain perspective because if there is no perspective, what's going to missing you is uh, 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 director is going to be missed. Sure. The direction, the, the, the perspective is, is a lot. In, in, in uh, narrative filmmaking. I think it's, it's one of the most important elements. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a bend-not-break type scenario where you know the important things, but you're allowing a certain level of fluidity um, within anything. I, I'm curious, hearing you talk about you know, starting up in documentary, um, I, uh, similarly in, in the same way, when you were starting in doc, were you still, in the, from, from the very beginning, caring about making narrative as well? Or did that grow within you over time where narrative started to become more interesting as you maybe pursued the craft of, of cinematography through doc and you wanted to keep pursuing it into other genres? Or um, were you always interested in narrative? Because I'm just, it's fascinating how, especially for DPs like yourself who are, you know, very much in both worlds of documentary and narrative and you have not abandoned documentary as, as you continue to do narrative, um, I'm just curious about that that marriage in, for for you personally. Yeah, I think it's uh, uh, I, narrative was always my love, you know. Like, okay. Uh, it's 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 something that I, I always wanted to do, and mm-hmm. I I, I um, you know hope I uh, keep doing it. It's uh, um, there was as I said, there, I don't think it's uh, there's there's a difference for me mm. because it's it's a storytelling. Sure. It's like you know. It's um, and especially now, like you know, even like when Man, Man on Wire, you know, like it was documentary, but it also has narrative elements. You know, like sure. it has, it, you know, we recreated so many things in mm-hmm. that film. You know, and now working with Errol, who is who invented like the entire new genre yeah. of like you know combining narrative and documentaries. It's fascinating. You know, it's uh, it's um, uh, and and then you have movies that that uh, uh, take a documentary approach. You know, like. Uh, so that you have that. So I think I think the, the distinction between the two is is actually much more fluid than it than it than it looks like. You know, yeah, the, I agree. and uh, um, you know when you think about the narratives, uh, yes, na- narrative is something that is written, that is uh, uh, um, designed in, in advance a lot of times, but it's also a document of the moment. It's a document of that moment of you on a set with the actors and the camera. And uh, you know how much fluidity there is between allowing them to do something that is not on the paper, and and then then it's a document, it's a documentary, it's sure. like a moment of you, you yeah. know, trying to capture that. And I think what's really important as a film, as a, a cinematographer for us, is uh, in, uh, that there are projects that allow uh, uh, certain uh, amount of intimacy. 
mm. and immediacy, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, and there are projects that are not. There are projects that are very solidly, you know, designed in advance. But that, that, uh, that immediacy and intimacy uh, is really important. How far, how close can you come with the camera to the, to, to the character? Are you observing the character or are you with the character, with the actor? Uh, or actors. Um, so it's like, it's very, very important. That those are the elements that kind of uh, make film breathe, make it, uh, you know, uh, more uh, accessible to the audience mm-hmm. because it, it, it feels it feels like, you know, that they are, they are there with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I think just the notions of perspective um, get you really fired up. That, that seems to be the most, I don't know, you, important aspect of... of the visualization of a story to you. And that makes sense. I mean, I, it, it, that seems to be what you keep coming back to, regardless of how you're describing it as just perspective, really. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, but it, it's, 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 that, that comes from a little bit of wider, uh, uh, pers- wider uh, term that is a concept. Mm. You know, I think the, uh, developing a concept for a film is is uh, where where the uh, visual concept for the film? Mm-hmm. That's 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 uh, that's like a uh, uh, like a heart of uh, a beating heart of the of the film is from that concept. And once you have that concept, then you can you can approach certain you know each scene, having in mind that the concept is, you know whatever you decide it is, and that feeds in you know makes uh, 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 helps you make decisions that are uh, you know particular for each, each scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, getting back to, to the career, in, within those three that went to um, Sundance within two years, Man on Wire also kept going, and it won uh, Best Doc at the Oscars. And obviously, that's got to be a real um, pivotal moment in your life. And I'm curious um, what that experience was like and, and how you think it informed where you went um, after that. Because I, I think... Um, there were a few other projects, but by 2010, you started doing uh, television and narrative. And I think, I believe that was for the first time with um, Wallander and Nurse Jackie. And I'm just curious, um, when you win, when you shoot the best doc of the year, um, what the landscape looks like after that? I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of all those things, uh, you know, from outside, they might look like, uh, uh, you know, like a big uh, uh, changes, but the, the, when I first, when James came to me and uh, James Marsh, who directed The Man of Wire, when he came to me and he, he told me what the subject matter is, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is it. You know, you know, at that, that, that moment, you know, this is going to be a great movie. Yeah. Because it has all the elements, you know, that, that, that any dramatic, uh, 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 any drama structure should have. Sure. I mean, that film had like elements of, uh, uh, betrayal. He has elements of, uh, uh, of like genre elements that are like you know heist movie. It has a, uh, uh, it's a love story. It's uh, it's so many different uh, 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 driving uh, forces that can uh, uh, create a dynamic a, dyna- a dynamic movie. So when we started, we already knew we are up to something. You know, so when, when it got the recognition and and uh, yeah, it's beautiful, it's great, uh, it's it's fantastic. It, it, but it, it's something that maybe it's dishonest to say, but it, it, uh, uh, it felt it felt that you know, like it it should happen because it was there, and it's part not not so much uh, uh, visually uh, uh, that, that 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 was interesting, but the story itself and the the the, the, the theme itself and. And Philippe, who is who is like uh, the character that is like super interesting, and so like you have all these ingredients, and then then uh, the recognition comes in, and it's fantastic. It's great. It's like you you love it, but then you know next day comes in, and you're like, okay, so yeah. uh, well, I know. <laughs> what, I mean, I understand. What is think, out there? What what else? To yeah, do, you know? especially because some you know I, it sounds like because obviously I think Man on Wire. What you're getting at is that the visuals weren't the leading point of the film, the, the, the biggest elements of the film yeah. are the character, the character study and, and, and the, the narrative explanation of that character. And I understand that, but I think still, you know, I think a lot of us are given or, or are involved in projects where it's just equally important to facilitate 
the most important aspects of, of the film, especially when they're not cin the cinematography thereof. Um, ha was there anything that you had in, in mind presently while filming it, knowing that that was kind of the, what this project needed and that that's how you just gave it the support that it needed versus trying to, you know, make the cinematography sing, so to speak? Totally, totally. I mean, the, 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 the biggest break came in when uh, uh, James uh, uh, said, I think this is a heist movie. Mm. So the heist, then we, then we just like went uh, uh, through it and we're like, okay, what is the heist movie? What is the period? Uh, you know, uh, so what, what, what do we, how do we portray that? So, and I'm, I'm really big, big on, uh, on uh, invisible in, in films and hiding things in films. For me, that's, that's, that's a very, very important element because I want audience to work. Mm. I don't want to present things to audience that they immediately see. Mm. So what we did in that film was, you know, as you would do in any film noir, you know, you hide things in shadows. You create lots of shadows, lots of silhouettes. You hide things by putting things in front of the camera so you don't see it right away. So we had, like, we created lots of uh, foreground elements, uh, lots of shooting through, through uh, plastics, through things that are, like, obscuring the lens. So you have that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as a, as another layer that adds to the to the uh, excitement of the of the main main uh, narrative. Yeah, and that was that was I think the the cinematography contribution was mm. was uh, uh, you know creating uh, uh, sometimes funny moments. Like there was there were some moments that were funny. So we went through it. We shot with like some six frames per second. You know, so it became a little bit like. Uh, uh, almost like uh, slapstick-like, you yeah, know, because very staccato. It, yeah. So, so uh, there were there were elements, uh, visual elements that that were going into that direction. Uh, we shot on film. Uh, we recreated on the on the on a stage. We recreated a, 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 a small version of rooftop of the World Trade Center. Yeah. And and we shot on on there, like and and that was all all done with like. Uh, flashing lights, you know, so they're, they're, uh, those lights were, uh, so trying to hide things, you know, and obscure things is, is a big theme in, in everything I do. That's awesome. That's great. Um, when you started to move into television projects, what was, um, having come from just film and, and doc and not going into, not having been a part of episodic prior to that, was there anything about um, the first ones that you were doing, you know, being like Nurse Jackie, were those, was there anything about the, f the format of the episodic filmmaking and, um, you know, I guess the structure that's a little different where like the showrunner might be more really in charge of, of the storytelling on the grander sense than in a director. Was any of that interesting to you or something notable to, to talk about that, that took you by surprise, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, the Nurse Jackie, I wasn't part of much. I, I shot uh, only like two episodes. I think, oh, okay. And, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't my project. You know, like I, uh, I decided after that that I will, I will not shoot projects that are, uh, that I cannot uh, set up the look for. Interesting. Uh, That's so. I don't do television where uh, uh, you know the look is set up. Because I what 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 is then that I can bring to the table? You so know? it is, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I, I that, that's fascinating. Because I've spoken with a few DPs now that have that have done you know major television shows, um, and I haven't had the opportunity yet to speak to someone that was in charge of the pilot, which was you know really setting the look. Yes, that said, I mean when I did the uh, the House of Cards, mm -hmm. a lot of it was set up uh, in advance. But, right. Uh, I think what, what made it different I tried for you. To do Sorry. What 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 made it different for you that was still workable? I'm I mean, the, the, first of all, you're working with some, you know, with David Fincher, and and yeah. that's, you know, okay, that's, that's a good a answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's an amazing school. That's like a school that uh, that I'm I'm so glad I. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I that, that's and, that's a. If that was your only answer to that question, that would be fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, and I did try to change things uh, a little bit and and try to like kind of put my own imprint although the the major things were already set up in advance like you know how the camera moves and you know not using a steady cam not using a handheld ever um you know that was all set up and i think my contribution was more in, in the lighting mm. because the the entire 
the entire series turned into much darker tones, you know, like uh, sure. when I came in, because uh, the, the narrative went into that uh, direction. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't look at television any any different than, than than films, you know, it's like, it's still the same same thing. You have a narrative, you have a story, you have to follow and you have a, a you know, a visual to create. So for me, I, I approach it the same. Nothing else comes um, into consideration just on the fact that it, I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm just curious when, when the stories last for so long, you know, like it's not just one 90-minute movie, but that you might be making, who know, over the course of a couple seasons, 20 hours. Um, that I don't know. I I would imagine, and correct me if you feel differently. You know, like just an evolution of your own thoughts on the on the the content continue to evolve. That that there's True. there's there's an evolution as it, as it continues, and and I just find that really interesting because your your relationship to the work there's time for it to evolve. Where in almost every other medium, it it, it ends in a relatively short manner. Yes, yes, but at the same time, you know, like there is a thread that you follow. Mm -hmm. You find that what that thread is, and then then you go with that, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's in a way, it's in a way. The biggest difference, I think, is. Uh, that the television allows you to uh, to have a moments that are not necessarily uh, there are sometimes doubt, mm. there are sometimes not not uh, fully formed. Yeah. Uh, in in features, if you have two scenes, you have like seven minutes that you that the audience you lose the audience, you're done. Yeah. You're done. The film the film is not holding any more. If it's ten minutes, that's it. Uh, in television, you can have a scene, you know, or even two that passes. You know, and it's not maybe so, exci so exciting, but then you move on. And somehow, because there are so many narratives that are, that are uh, uh, parallel to each other yeah. that you follow, then you, you're just taken out with an, another one. So um, that, that is the biggest, I think, uh, uh, difference. But that also means that, uh, that doesn't mean that you have to have uh, 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 less attention to detail or less attention to... Um, uh, to the how to create the visuals that that correspond uh, uh, to it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, um, for me, it's 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 almost the same. I yeah, really yeah. don't don't see it as as a different medium. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in working with Fincher, and what 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 do you um, was there anything that he was talking about or teaching that was a real big really big takeaway that felt like that was solely from him that you haven't learned from any, anywhere else? Oh, incredible amount. I mean, we, we worked with Pix software, which is uh, 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 a software where like you get dailies uh, yep. digitally mm -hmm. and uh, uh, anyone is allowed to stop uh, when they play dailies and mark things on the, on the frame. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, you would get marks. David would watch almost I mean, at the beginning, every shot. Wow. And then after that, I mean, every take. Mm -hmm. And after that, he would watch every shot. Mm. And he would make notes that were, they were like amazing notes, you know, like things you don't see, you things you don't hear. Mm. He has like, he's like, uh, he's like incredible, incredible mind that is, that is uh, uh, at the same time technical and, and, and creative. And he notices absolutely everything. So it was a beautiful thing because like, uh, and sometimes, I mean, first of all, it was frightening to start working with somebody like that. You I'm come sure. on a set, yeah. and the set is like <laughs> enormous. I'm, I'm, I've never seen anything like this big, mm. let alone work on that. And mm. then you come in, and you're like, you're you're petrified. You know, like you think it's like you're not going to survive more than like five days, and they're going to fire you. But then slowly, you know, like you 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 do your best, you work your best. And we had like I had incredible crew. We were every night. We would sit down at our in my apartment and we would prepare for the next day and we would try to like you know never get on the on that uh, on that thread where like you know on peaks where like the the arrow that is pointing to, to your mistake and it would be a literal arrow you know yeah and uh, and then you just you learn about like framing about like you know keeping the details in in blacks whenever you can black areas whenever you can you learn about like so many different things why why is the camera moving at certain point, you know, like uh, it's not necessary or like just keep it there, like, you know. Um, and then when you have, you know, it's most of the time it would be like, you know, how to improve it. But then you would get like sometimes the, you know, uh, the note like 
uh, you're on the road, just go for it, you know. And then it's like, like it drives next month of your work, you know, like sure. because he's he's really really generous uh, uh, person, and he was really uh, uh, encouraging uh, us to do the best work. Yeah. Um, do you think that there are, is there anything that you might be able to point out that you feel like you've taken with you in the sense of there's a few things that kind of always come up that remind you of a lesson learned, like something that you do differently because of your time with Fincher? Oh, totally. Like, you know, like when to move the camera, mm. uh, w uh, why would you go on telephoto lens? Well, it has to have a reason. Uh, as a, when, you feel as like, in, like, you know, why do you choose certain lenses, even not just telephoto lens, but he spe specifically mm -hmm. telephoto lens because... One scene I've done, and I, I chose to go with telephoto lens, and he, he he was like, we were we were discussing about it, and he was like, you know, like, and he was right, you know, like absolutely no need to, you know, because it's there is something that happens when the camera is close to the characters. Sure. Yeah. And yes, yes, there are movies where you decide you're gonna go just with telephoto. I've done movies like that as well, which is amazing. But there are certain things, you know, you you choose the language. It's it, the language of cinema is very. Uh, uh, particular and and it's like there is something that I call visual literacy mm. that that is not necessarily uh, uh, taught in schools that much and there even some directors are very literate these days you know it's, yeah. it, it comes uh, as a surprise but mm -hmm. it is true it is true you come on sets and you're surprised how uh, uh, ba basic understanding of of uh, film language doesn't exist yeah and. Um, and that's something that that is that is important. And I, I think lately, what's beautiful about like uh, these video essays that are happening is that people are analyzing movies from that perspective, knowing uh, and uh, and pointing out, oh, why Bresson does everything on on one lens, and why is it uh, in his movies that he he focuses on uh, a certain perspectives, certain. Uh, subjective uh, moments, certain things that are, you know, so you learn through those things, and that's that's what I learned by watching movies, and I, I learned it by turning the sound off. Mm. Like, I've seen so many movies without sound off. Like really? Every movie that I like, I watch again without sound. Fascinating. Every movie. It's like, that because you learn the Do most. Do you take notes, it. too, or you just experience it without sound? Yeah, I take notes. I, I analyze, sometimes I stop and rewind and go back and see why... Is it cut in a certain way? Why? Uh, why do we like duration of shots? Mm -hmm. Why do we stay on certain shots for so long? Mm -hmm. You know, when do we cut? Uh, you know, just like so many things you can you can notice when the sound is off. When 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 do you come into close up? When do you cut into into a close up? Why why close up at this moment in this scene mm -hmm. and not in other scenes? You know. When do you go like really, really close? Why the detail? How to incorporate the detail within the scene so it's not just, you know, so it's like within a movement or within, you know, the actors bringing up into the sh into the shot, or so things like this you learn from from observing movies, um, you know, silently because then, then you start be uh, becoming aware of the language. Then you start to become aware of the grammar, because the film grammar is so important. That's that's what uh, what uh, forms it as much as. Um, you know, acting and and uh, and uh, and story because you know there is a story in uh, radio drama where you have acting, you have uh, uh, music, you have sounds, you uh, you have ambient sounds, you have like uh, uh, effects, you have all the elements yeah. that you have in cinema. Yeah. But what differentiates cinema or films or movie or TV shows from those is the language, the language of cinema, mm -hmm. the beautiful. Uh, a language where, like you, you know when to use, um, you know, close up. When the camera is moving, when why is the camera moving fast this moment? Mm. Why do we have like quick switch uh, 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 pan instead of like slow? All this is important because it creates a certain emotion in audience. It creates creates a psychological uh, moment that the audience perceive, and that's why it's important to watch the audience. Watch the audience in movies you do. Watch the audience in, in that's that's you're, you're gonna learn so much from that, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it's exciting that uh, it's just quite clear. I mean, it doesn't come as a surprise, but I mean, forever a student, you know, 
that that that's that's the vibe. Totally. Forever a student. Um, um, and and the, the last the last project that I was really excited to talk to you about because I was such a fan when it came out was the Night of. Um, you know, and again, I, I I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I'm, you know, j- going back to what you were saying just about wanting to have a certain level of control if you were going to do a TV program, knowing that Robert Ellswit um, shot the pilot and I would imagine set the look to a certain degree. Why do you feel um, that you still had enough, the type of freedom that you would require uh, in order to, to still take part? Yeah, I had a, a enormous, enormous freedom there because what happened was what else uh, we did, which he did really uh, great successfully, was he shot the scenes with a uh, main character in the city, uh, picking up a girl. There is a uh, uh, murder, and uh, where I picked up was the prison. So what happens? Everything changes. Mm. What happens? What happens when you are in in in, in a uh, police station first? Mm-hmm. The time, the time changes because the 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 first episode that Elvis shot and I reshot uh, uh, 20 minutes of the of the end of his episode because oh, really? uh, because uh, uh, Gandolfini had died and there was uh, a new actor came in and. Um, uh, Torturo came in. So, um, but the the point is that the the pace changed incredibly because you have fast paced uh, city life, taxi driving, uh, going, picking up the girl, you know. And then what happens? You're in the institution. Yeah. The passage of time becomes important. Pace the passage changes of so the, much. The, 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 the p- pacing changes completely. And then when, when, I, when I started to work uh, on the night off, um, I created a booklet mm. uh, and, uh, for uh, Steve, for Steven Zalian. And uh, I created a booklet uh, with, with frames, images uh, from photography to uh, paintings and, and said, I, I think this is how uh, uh, this series should look from now on. Oh, wait, wow. Uh, so it was using references that weren't just cinema-based? It was other things, too? Paintings, like you oh, mentioned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. For, uh, I mean, I, I used a lot of Robert Frank, who I think is one of the most uh, amazing photographers. Is this was a, one a of common, the most amazing photographers. A common book that uh, you do? Sorry? Do you typically make a, a book like this that's pulling from a lot of different media? Yes, yes. I do it for every, every project. Mm-hmm. It helps me to define what this project is about. I mean, what, uh, what the project is about through visuals, yeah, yeah, because the, the, the and then also kind of get try, uh, you try to get on the same page with the director, sure, because you wanna you wanna make sure because you know I had like clear idea where this should go, mm. but I wanted to see you know if this is something that uh, that uh, Stephen would like and, and Stephen wouldn't go with because they were a little bit you know I, I think in a way unusual for TV shows because we embraced a lot of negative framing or framing. Um, a lot of those shots were uh, unusual. A lot of out of focus stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was it was you know a little unusual for television because television is a lot uh, is uh, between you know like exchanging close ups or over the shoulders. And then I said I'm not interested in, the, in that. I don't want to go for coverage. Mm-hmm. I really hate coverage. Yeah. I, I I get goosebumps when when I have to do like wide shot close up and and everything and everything is decided in the in the edit mm-hmm. because I think there is so much more that we can do. With the film language, than than uh, you know, just simply, uh, yeah, you know, totally go and and shoot footage and yeah. then uh, decide later on. So and 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 Stephen was like incredibly uh, receptive to it. He was like, "This is amazing. Let's do it." You know. So it changed the look. I mean, the what what was kept was the darkness, and that like a silvery, silvery, uh, uh, bluish. Uh, look. Yeah. The, the, okay. So the color and the dark and the exposure yeah. levels. Yeah. The contrast was, levels. Yeah, but, but the rest was uh, changed. Like the yeah. framing was changed. The pacing was changed. The, the framing did, a lot. I mean, I love framing. I love the, the unusual frames. I love. Oh no, they were, they, that, that was great. Thick. And that was happening. I feel like that was around a time when that was. It's just interesting how things kind of come in waves because I mean I think that that was also around the time of Mr. Robot, which also famously yes. had, and it was like that, that was kind of a. People started to really be digging that, I think, 
Um, yeah, it, it's, it was shot at the same time, I think. And and uh, it's funny because I never I I saw it after we finished the, the mm. night off, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it, it was I mean. What I try to do is I try to find elements within the narrative mm. that will allow for this. So yeah, so like it has to be motivated. It has to totally, totally, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so it's it's basically and when you present it like that to directors, directors are receptive to this because there is a reason behind it. Sure, it's like a solid solid reasoning behind it because it's not it's not there for effect because yeah. I don't I don't like to do things for effect because that's that goes. It's a short it's vanity. Um, no, if it's there because yeah. it looks cool, that's that's not enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Uh, on average, like how 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 big is that book? Like how, how many references do you feel you you tried and and get? Maybe maybe like uh, 40 photographs, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's basically some photographs with the, uh, uh, kind of give impression or paintings or whatever give impression sure. of the character, mm-hmm. and then some would be like you know pulling certain elements from the script mm-hmm. and 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 saying okay this is the moment for uh hiding you know this yeah. is how, how, you know and then Different you find emotions. a photograph then you find a photograph that represents that mm-hmm. or uh, this is a moment for uh for obscure mm. because for me that movie was the movie is based uh, 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 it's all about uh Figuring out uh, what happened, and no one knows what happened. Even the main character doesn't know what happened because he was drunk and stoned and fucked up, and he couldn't. Uh, yeah. he, he didn't remember. So, how do we uh, create a visual element, a, a visual uh, strategy, where uh, we convey that? Sure. The fact that no one knows what the truth is. Yeah. So my idea was to uh, to create a strategy of obscuring. Mm-hmm. So we are obscuring the truth. As the truth is obscured from everyone, from every character in a story, the visuals are also dealing with obscuring. Yeah. And that that element then can translate into many different things. You know, like you can obscure like in out of focus. You can obscure in underexposure. You can obscure in overexposure. In flares, you can, you know. So all these elements. So you basically present the photographs or paintings or uh, drawings mm-hmm. that kind of represent that. And uh, so that becomes your kind of uh, language. Uh, visual vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're creating the language yeah. in which this piece will speak. You know, it's interesting. I feel like yeah. it comes full circle um, to what you were just talking about in the beginning because really, like the more well-rounded that, uh, that you are as just a human being and like the more well-rounded you are as an appreciator of the arts in any medium makes you more um, well-versed in discussing and pulling referential material to create what it is that you want. Because I think that the, the hardest part about our, our medium is that for months, a l- very large group of people will be talking about something that doesn't exist and try to talk about it in concrete terms. And it's, it's not possible. It just isn't. But, but like your things like your book... That you that you make is is trying to make the intangible tangible, and it's and a lot of that I think your your you, the palette that you can pull from to make those types of books is only from your appreciation of the arts on the whole, and I think that 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 kind of that to me that that's kind of the I guess the summation of this conversation. Totally, yeah, absolutely, because inspiration can come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. It can come, you know, from from architecture. It can come from music. It can come from uh, you know any other like uh, it's not just that like the, the the experience that you had like in a cab or like Uber last night you yeah. know or like on a dance floor or yeah. like you know all these things you can get you can like you can get a moment amazing moment when you dance and the light hits some some uh, you know your your hand and you look at it oh my god this is amazing and you use it you know so you you just gathered all these experiences and and, and uh, hopefully you find a way to to translate them to uh, to people that are gonna sit down and in the dark and try to uh, uh, to watch uh, something you've done. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's great. In terms of um, what do you? I guess you you had mentioned it before. Just in terms of thinking about where you wanna and what you wanna be doing next. That there is a a certain type of narrative that you're you're hoping to do that that you haven't been able to do yet. 
Yeah, I think I think um, uh, I really don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, you know, know when you, you know? see it, kind of thing. It's it's it's, it's and that's the beauty of it as well. You know, mm. like it's uh, uh, hopefully it's going to be something that is, um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of looking for like a feature film right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, mean, meanwhile, I just did a, a TV show uh, called The Outsider. Uh, I did a, a few two episodes, set up the look, and then I direct one episode as well oh, wow. and um, and uh, that was that was exciting but yeah I'm kind of um, because you never know who's gonna come up with a, with a new exciting story that that is gonna that's gonna like rock your world and be like oh my god this is amazing I would love to be part of and that's that's that the initial hit when you read it mm. that's all that's where like you know mm. uh, uh, you you I think it's almost like a, a um, like you're part of, of something like earthquake, you know, because that, 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 that story just hits you and you're like, Oh, you know, this is amazing. I, I want to be part of this. And, 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 uh, and, uh, that's, that's the excitement. They're almost the same as you, when you watch a movie, when you watch a movie that somebody has done and you're like, you're taking for this, this amazing ride. And, and, uh, and, uh, you, you just like enjoy the, the, the every moment of it. So yeah, well, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful profession to have. Sure. You know, just like go go on a set or in some location and, and invent a narrative, invent a storyline, and present it to some people that are going to be sitting in their homes or in dark in cinemas, and they're going to accept it as real, and they're going to be like moved by it, and they're going to come home and 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 talk about it or or like uh, dream about it. I mean, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, you know, it is, it is, and and your 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 love of the and passion for the craft is palpable, man. It's awesome, Thanks, and I man, and I, I and I have to say, you know, it's not it's not surprising then that you know, it's because like you know, the night of is just really it's dripping in in um, <clears throat> in this type of heightened intentional storytelling, and and it, it it comes as no shock then that that the person who was a part of that, you know, that you're you. You think this way, so it, it was. It was. I, I really appreciate you for your time, um, and for uh, your uh, your candor and talking about everything. It was. It was great. Thank you so much. It's, it's really fun. I enjoyed this as well. Cool. Really fun. Thank you. Well, thanks, man. Bye.